Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Aleph, Perak Chaf Gimel, Chapter 23. David was told that the Philistines were raiding the granaries, the storehouses in Keilah, which is a place on the border between the Israelite territory and the Philistine territory. David asks God and says, Should I go fight the Philistines? And God says, And you will save Keilah. Later on, David asks a second time, David He asks again, God answers him and says, Descend to Keilah, I will deliver the Philistines in your hands. And indeed, um, David, in this chapter, is doing God's work. David is protecting the people. Shaul is busy chasing David. Shaul is neglecting the national defense of the country, the very role which the people asked for a king for, the very role he's meant to be doing. And David is saving the country. Look at the end of the chapter again. Shaul is busy chasing David in the wilderness of Ziph. And in the middle of this, Malach Ba'el Shaul, a messenger comes to Shaul saying, The Philistines have have attacked the entire land. And Shaul has to give up his chase after David. In other words, we see this contrast between David, who is, when he can, defending the borders of Israel, and Shaul, who's consumed with the pursuit of David, and is absolutely abandoned, he's neglected the national defense. A second detail in which David is totally at variance with Shaul. David has an ephod. We read here that one of the, if one could call it such a thing, side benefits of the massacre in Nov, one of the effects of the massacre in Nov, is that Eviatar, the son of the high priest, had brought an ephod, some sort of oracle, a means of connecting with God, with his hands. Um, in his hands. And now David uses it all the time. He uses it twice. He uses it in order to um, ask whether he should go and attack the Philistines, but he also uses it in order to tell the future and to ask God, Hagisha Ephod, right? Bring the Ephod. And David says, Hashem Elohe Israel, I know that Shaul is going to destroy Ke'ilah because of me. Are they still going to, you know, deliver me into his hands? Is he indeed going to attack? And um, God says, And he says, is he really going to uh, attack the people of, are the people of Keilah going to deliver me to Shaul? And he says, they will. David is constantly consulting with God. And I find it so interesting that the word to consult with God is Lish'ol Bashem, 
Lishol sounds like Shaul. Shaul, in his own time, doesn't use the oracle to ask God about any important matter. If you recall, in chapter 14, he only did this in order, number one, to find out who had disappeared from the camp when it was Yonatan, and second of all, once the war had already been decided, should they continue to pursue? Shaul never consults with God. David is always consulting with God. Number three, in our chapter, we have this notion that God is protecting David. He protects David and informs him that Shaul is going to come and attack and he should get out of there very, very quickly. We have this very interesting line in Pasuk Yudalad, that Shaul chased after David all these days, but God never delivered him into his hands. And this is echoed, echoed by the words of Yonatan. Yonatan ben Shaul comes for a private rendezvous with David. Verse 16. He strengthens David by God. What does that mean by God? It means he's looking at him from a faith perspective. And he says, Altira kilotim don't be afraid, my father will never find you. How can he know this? He can only know this because he believes that God has destined David to be the king. And that's why he says in the next line, I know you're going to rule over Israel. I'm happy to be your deputy. There are so many phrases here which lead us an indication that Shaul has completely lost it. And I'll just give you one example. David moves geographically uh, in the course of chapter 23. In the first half of the chapter, he's in Ke'ilah, which is on the borderlands, the badlands between uh, the land of the Israelites and the land of the Philistines. But when he realized that Shaul is making things dangerous for him even there, he moves to Midbar Zif, and in the last lines of the, the, or the first line, yeah, the last line of the Perak, he moves to Ein Gedi. In other words, he goes to Midbar Yehuda, he goes out to the edge of the Yishimon, the edge of the wastelands of the desert. And Shaul even goes to get him there. And Shaul is constantly looking for informants. A word about that in a minute. The people of um, Ziph come and inform Shaul that David is amongst them. And how does Shaul relate to them? Bruchim atem Lashem. Blessed are you to God. Ki chamaltem alai. Because you had mercy on me. That word, lachmol, reminds us of the, the verse in chapter 15 where Vayachmol Shaul alagag v'ha'am al-meitavason that Shaul v'ha'am had mercy on agag and the sheep. This is their greatest sin. And now suddenly Shaul understands the notion of chamaltem alai. In other words, his, his incredible hatred, his total paranoia of David now, when people have mercy on him, Baruchim Atem Lashem, harnessing God into this hatred. The question of informants is going to be phenomenally significant here. First, the people of Ki'ila snitch on David, and secondly, the people of Ziph. Why is everybody doing this? Well, I think it's pretty clear. Number one, they know what happened to Nov Irakonim, the last people who protected David or who helped him, assisted him, were massacred, and therefore they don't want to be next. So to protect their own skin, Shaul has cast fear into every town, every hamlet, even places that David is helping to defend, like Keilah, are willing to deliver 
David into the hands of Shaul. But Shaul also might have a sort of legal case on his side to cast David as a national outlaw. After all, David made one significant error in one of our previous prakim, and that is that when he went to uh, Nov Ira Kohanim, and he was asked, what is he doing there? He said, I'm on a secret mission for the king, and my men are hiding in the, in the, in the hills, and I can't say anything about it. In other words, until now, Shaul doesn't have a leg to stand on in terms of his opposition to David. is something only in his head, and he can't really justify it. But now, David has actually betrayed a national mission. He's passed himself off as somebody working for the king when he isn't. And this has actually given the king legal fodder in order to now chase David with legal means. And maybe this is the second reason why the people of Ziph and Ki'ilah find themselves going against the law if they defend David and instead they deliver him into the hands of Shaul. In short, what is happening in this chapter is a palpable sense that Hashem is with David, that David is consulting with God and that David is doing the work that Shaul should be doing defending the country. Shaul, meanwhile, is consumed by a hatred of David he chases him to the borderland with the Philistines instead of fighting the Philistines. And he's even willing to chase him into the depths of Midbar Yehuda to Ein Gedi in order to get rid of his enemy. See you again tomorrow. Welcome to the Quran Podcast. Today, Megillat Esther, Chapter 2.